Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. What's up, BBN? This is Tyler Thompson, and with the North Carolina game coming up on Saturday, I thought we needed to talk to the person that may hate the Tar Heels more than anybody else in this world. And if you're a longtime KSR listener, you know him. You certainly know his voice as Fake Barney. And if you used to listen to or watch our OTT podcast, you know him, you know, as my former co-host, and you got to know just how much he hates UNC, even though he married a Tar Heel. So, Barney, just how's it going? How has this week gone for you so far? I'm actually uh, was surprised when you messaged me that we're even playing North Carolina after the 98 to 69 beatdown in 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they're even wanting to to show their face here again against us. Uh, I thought that we had put them down for good. Uh, after that uh, uh, whooping in Vegas. Yeah, so I tasked Barney with to come up with his 10, the 10 things he hates most about the North Carolina Tar Heels. And he hates them so much he came up with 11. (laughs) It was like picking amongst your children. (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to run through them. And because I know Barney loves to talk about how much he hates North Carolina, we're giving him one minute for each. Oh, you're limiting me. You're limiting the hate. That's right. But you can get an extension if you really want it. We'll do the, the whole KSR radio rules here. All right. So I get one extension? You get one extension. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Are we starting at number 11? Yeah, we'll start at 11 because it, it's, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get it up there. Ready? Go. All right, Luke May.jif doesn't even deserve to be in the top 10, so that's why it's number 11. 
it is such a lame response to any kind of uh, twit, uh, tweet about uh, legitimate sports argument. Uh, you, you know, we, we show we've got more wins, more championships, and the reply of the Carolina fan is a gif of Luke May. Let's talk about how ridiculous that is. It was the Elite Eight. It was the exact same situation as the Liggins three. Did we make a gif of DeAndre Liggins making a three and knocking Carolina out of the Elite Eight? No, because we're Kentucky, and an Elite Eight moment would not be a top moment in our history. If you pull any Carolina fan, they're going to tell you that one of the top moments of Carolina history is beating Kentucky in the Elite Eight. That shows who we are and who they are. All right, look at that. You had 10 seconds to spare. Well, Luke May doesn't even deserve to be in the top 10, so that's why that's why he got relegated to number 11. Let's start the real list. All right, all right. So Luke May was number 11. What is number 10? Number 10 is Go Heels, Go America. Now, this is that number 10 because I'm not so obtuse that I recognize that this phrase came about in the early 2000s because – there was a sad story where someone passed away and they used to say to their friends, go heels, go America. Well, I used to say bliggity, bliggity, blue to my friends. And that didn't become like a phrase or something that got printed everywhere. The deal is about go heels, go America is that they put this like every time you see an American flag, they're like, go heels, go America around here. You try to go around North Carolina, you know, they, you got the big, uh, uh, place that sells the RVs, the American flag. They're all like, Oh, go heels, go America. You know, I was playing golf one time. They picked up a tee that said, go heels, go America. That's such a dumb saying. It's like the ceiling is the roof. It's, you know, like when Jordan comes out there and they try to turn dumb sayings into like a thing. And go heels, go America is so ridiculous. I should be able to love my country and it have nothing to do whatsoever with the Tar Heels. I think John Short would agree with that. All right. We're on number He's nine. a great American and he has he nothing is. to do with the heels. <laughs> How about a good day to be a Tar Heel? Every time that, you know, Carolina does anything, they're like, good day to be a good day, or they put this dumb acronym up on everything. Good day to be a Tar Heel. I tell you, there's been some bad days to be a Tar Heel. I can think of one. I just mentioned it a second ago when Kentucky smacked them around in Las Vegas. That was a bad day to be a Tar Heel. There's been a lot of academic uh, things that we'll talk about a little bit later that were bad days to be a Tar Heel. Uh, how about when they, uh, you know, what was a good day to be a Tar Heel? They were, boy, they were, they were tweeting that out, and there was everything was a good day to be a Tar Heel at halftime of that championship game. You guys remember that? Uh, but then I remember after that, uh, blow, they blew the biggest lead in the history of the NCAA championship game, the tournament. Kansas came back and beat them. That was not a good day to be a Tar Heel. I tell you, uh, you know, there are some bad days to be a Tar Heel. Um, I think what we should co-op this, kind of like we've done Ills Down, and let's say, uh, let's say Saturday is a good day to beat a Tar Heel. Ooh. What do you say? I like that. I like that. All right, number eight. Let's lead right into the academic probation. A bad day to be a Tar Heel, right? You know, the, the, the hypocrisy with academics. Um, uh, you know, Matt's mentioned on the show, too, where where the Carolina, they have this saying about NC State, if you can't go to college, go to state, or they've got a chant that they say, that's okay, that's okay, you're going to work for us one day or something. And it's, 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 it's so demeaning uh, to NC State, a, a, you know, a great place to go for engineering. Why would you go, you know, get any kind of degree around mathematics at Carolina? NC State's a great school. They shouldn't make fun of them. And at the same time, they've got their vice chancellor resign last year after admitting to plagiarism. So it went right alongside with the basketball team there. The current chancellor left six days ago for the same job at Michigan State. I don't remember, you know, I don't think uh, Dr. Capaluto or Lee Todd's, you know, going off to 
Michigan State. We're not losing our, you know, president to Michigan State. Uh, their uh, AD during the scandal was run off by the boosters because he actually tried to hold up some academic standards. And then they were like, no, 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 we want to win basketball games. You know, you can leave. So that hypocrisy is 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 is, is frustrating. The one thing I admire about you is you hate them so much, that, but you know so much about them. It's like you go find more out about them so you can hate even more. But I'm, I'm getting into your time. so It's just it's, it's around here all the time. They, well, it's the favoritism all, all, all around the, uh, about Carolina, right? So, so, so my, my, number, my number seven uh, is definitely going to be the favoritism. Uh, they're always ranked too high. Look at it right now. But what, what are they, like number nine? And we're number 16 with the exact same record. You know, but it's not just around rankings. So, you know, every year you can always count on Carolina to be ranked too high. They were ranked number one and then missed the tournament two years ago, right? You remember that? Ranked number one and then missed the tournament. Where you never hear any of this stuff. You know, if if, we, if if it wasn't for people like me to remember it, you know, people would forget. You know, all of this ridiculousness over the years. Not going to go there with the refs, but there's been some favoritism <laughs> there in the past. How about the fact that? Uh, you know, the, the Jenkins shot, right? Remember when Villanova hit the buzzer? That was the Leitner killer. We should have never, ever seen the Leitner shot ever again. A national championship buzzer beater, but you never, ever see the play. They're running stuff against Kentucky from back in the early 90s, 30 years ago, because of Carolina's got some kind of grit. They all went to journalism school or something there. And they won't, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. They're always getting favorite, 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 favorite. Well, I wish we never had to see the Leitner shot again, but that's that's a totally different story. We shouldn't. I Jenkins should have killed it. There's no reason. Chris Jenkins killed the Leitner shot, but yet they refused to play. All right. What's number six? They're out to ruin my <laughs> marriage. I mean, this is this is Carolina and Kentucky. We used to have the, the uh, home and home. Uh, that ended what back in like 2014 or something like that, I want to say. And then as soon as I get married the, in 2016, here they come bringing it back. Now Malik Monk took care of that. We were there, remember that. But then the first time we play in the tournament, just a few months later, we hadn't played Carolina in the tournament since Andre Riddick got choked or uh, by Rasheed Wallace or something back in the day. Or yeah, you know, well they say it was the other way around, but I remember it differently. But but anyway, here we go. Here comes. As soon as we, as soon as I get married in 2016, then here comes, you know, Luke May in 2017 and, and the loss. And, and, uh, and then now, and then how about during COVID? It, it looked like we were finally going to get away from having to play Carolina. And then like all these teams get sick and they're like, oh, what two teams are still healthy? Oh, let's get Kentucky and Carolina to play. When we hadn't even been scheduled, they're out to get me. They want me to sleep on the couch. That's why I'm already here on the couch with my uh, ready to go uh, after Kentucky wins tomorrow. Stressful week in the Barney household, I am sure. Well, my wife went to Carolinas, and and you know, like I said, I didn't think it was something we were going to have to deal with, and you know, here we are. All right, number five, the uniform. Okay, when you go to a Carolina game, every male there over the age of like seven is wearing the same button-down um, light blue collared shirt from Joseph A. Banks and some matching khaki pants and some brown loafers and they're all like hey how are you would you like some sweet tea 
and they're all are walking around doing that the entire time. They're all dressed the same. They look like it's like a, a freaky movie or something. A bunch of clones. Run. It's not like they all coordinate. You know, Carolina. You know, we normal schools. They got to pass out T-shirts or have like a blue out or a white out or checkerboard. No, no. At Carolina, the uniform is standard. You show up. You wear your button up, your khakis. You sit down and 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 you politely drink your 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 wine and and, and eat your cheese and and clap. Uh, secondary to that is the the fratty uniform, the uniform of the Carolina frat guys. Um, I'm going to go for an extension here. Uh, they basically it's uh, Daisy Dukes for for uh, guys. They wear these short, short shorts like Rex Chapman back in the day, and they walk around uh, campus with the top half of the uniform intact. It's a button up, but the short shorts is what how you can d- differentiate an actual student frat guy from Carolina. I would have had a great time as a, as a, in a fraternity at Kentucky, I think, but I was so like brainwashed from that's how frat guys were supposed to be that when I got to Kentucky and I saw all these normal guys that were in fraternities, I was like, Hey man, you know, where are your Daisy Duke shorts? You know, like, I don't understand. Uh, where are your short, your short shorts? And they're like, dude, what the heck are you talking about? Like we, we don't (laughs) dress like that. Uh, And I realized that that was unique to Carolina. So this is useful advice. If you ever find yourself in Chapel Hill. Yeah, you can tell, you can immediately tell the, the fratties. Uh, and, and if you ever want to fit in or blend in, you know, maybe go covert, just just put on the uniform. All right, number four. It's the fair weather fandom. You know, uh, Carolina has not been great recently. They haven't been great really in a while. Uh, and, you know, but, but whenever they're having any kind of downtime, or even I, I've been to ACC games. I was, I was at a Florida State-Carolina game. Um, nothing to do one day and, and went down there and, and the entire upper bowl is, is just empty. Like I'm talking like empty. I mean, I, have you ever seen that at Rupp arena where the entire Ooh. upper bowl is that? I mean, there's, we have sections, not the entire, but yeah, I mean the entire upper bowl and we're a bigger arena too. Um, you know, is, is just totally empty. Their fans will not show up if they're not playing well. And then they'll do the opposite, which is super annoying in random sports. So they become the biggest baseball fans if all of a sudden they get halfway good at baseball. And every year is their year in football. And here they come, you know, week two, losing to like, you know, Big Toe State or Appalachian State or whatever it was. But, you know, Mac is back every single year. We'll see about that. I feel like Mac Brown is a whole other topic we could discuss. But we are here to talk basketball. Let's get to number three. Let's talk about basketball, you know, and what should actually be recognized. And that is NCAA championships. Carolina's inferiority complex is so intense that they actually just had Betsy Ross or somebody sew a banner for them up there and stick it up there from 1924 to act like that they've got more championships than they do. They start printing it on, on merchandise. They, they, they put that stuff up everywhere, acting like they've got more championships to try to act like that they're more, uh, you know, important than they actually are. Uh, they, you know, it just shows that they really know deep down that they're not at the level of Kentucky and certainly not UCLA or anybody else up there. And, you know, they're trying to make up championships to keep up with Duke. You know, we have two Helms titles ourselves. We don't hang those in our rafters. Why? Because they are silly championships that don't count that someone voted for 100 million years ago. But Carolina puts that graphic up that they've got more championships than they do to try to confuse their fan base to make them feel like that they're part of something relevant when in fact, you know, they're, you know, third best program. maybe. I figured that would be like number one or number two, which makes me even more excited to see what those are. Give us number two. 
can we have the producer put up the Steve Buscemi meme, you know, where he's like, you know, hey, uh, where are all the cool kids, you know, hey, cool kids? Because that's basically been Carolina since the 90s. They haven't been relevant or cool since then, since Vince Carter and Jordan, and they're still living off that. They roll Jordan out with his cane, and, you know, he's been over out there talking and mumbling about ceiling is the roof, not even making any sense, and they – they're they're hanging off of some uh, off of a player from 30 years ago. It'd be like if you know, uh, Kentucky just was we just uh, hung all of our everything recruiting and everything else on you know Richie Farmer or something. Man, I mean I love Richie, but like you know, he's he's cool. I mean we hang out with him at KS Bar, right? But like you know, he's not like the face of our program because that was 30 years ago. We have you know people like I don't know like John Wall, Anthony. What well, I mean, not John Wall, right? I mean, you know that dating me right i mean like we're talking about we got shay we got guys running we got devin booker right we are cool. they're rolling out guys from the, they haven't been cool since the 90s who's the coolest carolina player since vince carter are you I'm telling waiting. me Ar- armando baycott being in outer banks doesn't make north carolina cool that was so ridiculous <laughs> that was so ridiculous yeah he needs to to take the ferry to chapel hill from the outer banks uh, <laughs> along with the with the rest of them the, the real OG fans will know that reference. There has not been a cool Carolina. I'm, I'm challenging you, Tyler. I'll put you on the spot right here. Who's the coolest Carolina player? I mean, Tyler Hansburn is gaping no. beaker mouth. I mean, like, who they got, man? Who they got? Give me one cool Carolina. Harrison Barnes? What is he like, <laughs> you know, in, in Croatia or something right now? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. There is no answer to this question, but I'm There is no answer to, see- to this question. How are yeah. they a cool program? That look at even even there like even Hubert Davis and uh, uh, dude face Kenny the Jet Smith are like the coolest things about. It. They're a hundred years old. This guy, I mean, those guys are on TV like they haven't. It's like that's their that's who they're recruiting on. Come on. All right. The number one reason you hate North Carolina is it, it all comes down to the pretentiousness. It's the we're better we're better than you. We're Carolina. It, it, it's into every one of these top 10 things has has an underlying ilk of the Carolina way and the Carolina family that, hey, we're Carolina and we're better. Our academics are better. Our, our basketball program is better. Look at me point to the passer. Look at the way that I do things right. We do things the right way. Come on. When you actually look at it with a microscope and you get into each thing and you break it down, you see that it's a farce and it's and it's and it's evidenced by they have this video where they you know play old carolina players at the dean dome and it's a running running video and it'll be like i'm michael jordan i'm a tar heel and i'm you know matt darty and i'm a tar heel right and they've got one that says i'm rashad mccants and i'm a tar heel and they took that down because (laughs) mccants ratted on him with all the uh, academic stuff so all of a sudden they disown him what kind of family disowns their people it's a farce the whole thing is a farce the Carolina family, the Carolina way, it all is, it's, it's, it's muck to, to hope to scrape a couple of, of, of fans uh, from pulling from NC state from Walmart and turn them over to, to Carolina. And that's all it's about. And we're not going to fall for it because we is Kentucky and uh, we've got more, we got more national championships. We've got more wins. We've got the latest win, which I'm, I'm surprised they're even going to show up to play. I mean, you know, also, the fact that they have to bring this their coach the, from the Carolina family. I mean, if, if Hubert, if we were hiring a coach at Kentucky, do you know how far down Hubert Davis would have been on our list? He'd have been like, you know, they might have they might have hired you or me before they even interviewed, you know, somebody who had never coached before. 
can you imagine never being a head coach of even a high school team and, 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 uh, and being made the, you know, given the keys to the Ferrari, we don't do that kind of nonsense in Kentucky. We win games. We're the cats. When we got right. this tomorrow. With that in mind, who's going to win the game tomorrow? Are you on the couch or? Oh, I'll be on the couch. Cats are going to, cats are going to take care of business. I'm not worried about Baycott and his weak ankle and, and uh, his outer banks appearances. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as long as we, as long as we show up like we did against Miami, uh, you know, the eight, we're going to turn this into another ACC challenge that ain't, ain't much of one at the end. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Hopefully from your lips to God's ears. And we celebrate a huge Kentucky victory this weekend over North Carolina. Can I get a go cats and a fake Barney voice to close us out? Go cats, go cats. And remember, even if we lose, even in the wild possibility that we might lose, you remember fake Barney's 11 reasons why the cats are bitter. <laughs> go cats. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.